0: Welcome back to another episode of Awareness to Action Enneagram Podcast. I'm here with my delightful hosts, Mario Socorro and Maria Jose Munita. Today we are talking about action. But before we get into that, what's one uncomfortable action you did today?
1: Wow. So I had a meeting with a potential new client and his team. I told them that there was nobody in the country better than me to do this job <laughs> yeah the I problem mean, that is, is that I honestly believe it
2: well that's uh, not a problem that's not that's, oh, well, that's a it reality it felt
1: uncomfortable it okay. felt yeah. an uncomfortable action but yes um, yeah but it was authentic yeah <laughs> it was how, how <laughs> it did was they true. respond it was true uh, well we'll see when I get to deliver <laughs> <laughs> the program <Okay. laughs> right. but I right. have confidence It was just uncomfortable saying it. I even Mm -hmm. paused. You know, I was like, okay, am I really going to say this? Yeah. And I said that our approach was the best in the world for this. All right. I love
0: that. Love that. Mario? Uh, Let's see. So, uh,
1: well,
2: getting up at five o'clock in the morning to work out was an act of will and discomfort, um, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, and just to give an example of the authenticity piece and to pick up right where we left off last time, you know, we talked about going to the gym, Uh, you know, everybody does it in January and nobody does it in late February. And for me, the motivation is not, oh, I've got to lose weight or I've got to be healthy or, you know, I want to be around to see my grandchildren, you know, whatever it is, because none of those things authentically speak to, what matters to me as a navigating eight. And my motivation for getting up and doing that is thinking about mobility. As I get older, in order to continue to be going out into the world, I need to be healthier. Mm -hmm. I need to be healthy. And that speaks to my values, right? So even though there's a big part of me, just like everybody else that says, screw this, I don't feel like doing this at five in the morning you yeah. keep that motivator in mind that genu you know that thing that really speaks to what's important to me and it makes it easier
0: yeah so we're talking about action and i think the common thing the common thing that i've seen in the enneagram community and, and something like with fa- with fathoms that we've we've struggled with is how quickly things get into theoretical or fluffy language esoteric language and it ends up a little void of groundedness. I can't tell you how many books and podcasts I've listened to in the Enneagram space that it's just been like, the Enneagram space really misses the mark on practicality, on action. And then they, and then they try to implement some level of practicality and it ends up being generally the same thing. Either some legitimate practices from yeah, exercise, meditation, eat better, sleep better. Like sure. those things of just general health, or it's like, as a two, stop, stop it, stop being <laughs> such a two. Yeah. Um, yeah. just 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 don't. Yeah. Um, and so, and that's not practical.
1: <laughs> uh, even the awareness, I would say, you know, because it's <laughs> yeah. and honestly, because I mean, I'm, I'm not saying everybody does it, but it's. A part of awareness, so I look at myself. I see my patterns, but it's not connected to the real world. It's not connected what the real issues that I have are, or what people are, why people are suffering because of what I'm doing. It's usually connected to the theory of the enneagram and what twos need to work on and ones need to work on on eights, and but not to what I have in front of me. So people, when people say I'm a two, what do I need to do? Well, I don't know. I don't, so people start doing exercises like wearing the other types, kind of clothes, and uh, not, not literally, but saying mm-hmm. I'll behave, I'll act like a two today, and then I'll act like a three, and every day it's and you. Come on, I mean it's yeah. just those people. Um, do they have a life? It. Uh, There's so much to work on, I think, in our real lives than doing that.
2: Yeah, and when we're trying to, okay, I'm going to act like a different type. I'm surprised that people even still say that anymore. It used to be a a thing. Oh, I'm going to act like a two today. I'm going to act like a five today. And it's... Like saying I'm gonna go from horse shit to manure, right? I mean, it's just okay. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna carry out some other fixated pattern or something like that, right? So, which is kind of silly. Not to mention that it's just impossible to do because 95% of our day we're functioning on autopilot, except for those few moments when we're trying to pretend to be something else. It's just
0: just a stupid
2: waste of time.
0: All I'm hearing is I'm I'm sensing a business opportunity of of having people try on different people's clothes, literally. (laughs) (laughs) Would you like to act like an eight today? (laughs) Here's your eight pack.
1: (laughs) And, And you know, the other thing is that people get, just fall in love with, Uh, understanding themselves and getting more information about each type and the Enneagram in general. And they see that as the end, as an end. And just there's so much. And when they stop finding new stuff, they come up with it and they see patterns and and links between one theory and the other. What for? I really don't get it.
2: I think we want to be Sure. You know, Creek. what you said about uh, what you guys are finding with fathoms, about how quickly things degenerate to being theoretical, fluffy, or esoteric. Fluffy is not a good thing uh, when it comes to this, but theoretical is not necessarily a problem. Right. Because any action should be based on solid theory and when the action's not working or not working as well as it should it helps to go back into theory and understand why right so i Mm -hmm. think that there's a place for theory and we said we should be thinking about theory and application but people tend to get stuck on theory when we should be focused on application but we get stuck on analysis and speculation and exploration of ideas Instead of doing. Mm -hmm. None of this is worth the time if it doesn't lead to some more skillful way of being in the world. And that's what action is all about. The more refined our skillfulness is, the more bang for the buck we get out of our development activities, the better off we are. And this was my big frustration with the Enneagram literature back in the late 90s or so, was that there was no so what to it. What do I do? How do I grow once I understand the types? What do I do with this knowledge? And I came up with this awareness to action process because Mm -hmm. I work in the world of action, right? I mean, it's just, you know, people don't hire me to tell them about themselves they hire me to help them be more skillful in life and if all i'm doing is handing them a bunch of insights about themselves they might say okay that's great but you've just wasted my time Mm -hmm. people argue well of course that's how an eight's going to talk and maybe it is Mm -hmm. but
0: i think this applies to everybody something just connected for me Uh, the two examples that i just mentioned of like the two types of practicality that tends to show up in the enneagram space is either stop being your number, or it's just general health practices associated with the type. Like, you know, nines, fours, you really need to get, need to get into the gym. But both of those, I guess, I'm realizing, are are still skipping that authenticity and authenticity piece. It's it's actually devoid of the type strategy in general and using that strategy to motivate you to that change. It's, not, it's, just, it's just applying a band-aid to the issue instead of actually, how do I go to the gym but in a sustainable, consistent fashion that is going that isn't short-term? Like, I'm supposed to do this. I need to do this, apparently, in order to be a better version of a four.
1: But you know, I would even question if going to the gym is the thing that I need to do. If, if these are generic recommendations for each type. What can make us think that that's a response for every four or for every nine? Right. You know? So. And what
2: types get to not go to the gym?
1: Yeah. You know? (laughs) know? So that's why I said at the beginning that it's kind of uh, detached from reality and Mm. from the real issues that we all have. So maybe going to the gym might, might help at some, in some kind of situation, but maybe I need to do something completely different. With my body. Or with something else. Right. See, here's,
2: here's the thing people miss. Okay. All right, so this is a great example. I'm an executive coach. I work with leaders. And for a while early on, I made the mistake of thinking that because I knew somebody's Enneagram type, I knew what they needed to work on, Mm. okay? But that's hubristic and naive, hubristic, uh, you know, arrogant, prideful.
0: Today's big uh, word,
1: hubristic.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Use it in a sentence today. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we'll send you a. 20, we'll send you a Starbucks gift card. <laughs>
2: uh, so, only hubristic people use words like hubristic. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, the reality is, is that every person faces an individual set of circumstances, and a different set of problems. Creek, you're a four. You go to the gym a lot, okay? I know nines who go to the gym a whole lot more than I do. Mm-hmm. So to say, well, you're a, g- a nine, so you need to get into your body. Well, that's great if their problem is that they're not into their body, mm-hmm. okay? And there may be eights out there who in some ways are very much into their body, but don't go to the gym and are not healthy and need to exercise more, mm-hmm. okay? What the Enneagram helps us understand is not what actions we should do, but what stories we have that get in the way of us taking the actions that we should be taking. Mm -hmm. Okay? So whatever you're dealing with in your life that you're not doing or that you're overdoing, what the Enneagram tells us is not what you need to do or what you're overdoing or underdoing, but the stories in your head that are keeping you from doing those things that you need to do. That's the value of the Enneagram. But we need something in order to start applying it. And that's where the awareness to action process comes in.
1: Yeah. So once we unlock that resistance to change in the authenticity step, we go into action. And what people tend to do there is to have like big projects, big goals, and wanting to change kind of, I want to be more focused and every aspect of my life. Well, that doesn't work. What we know that works is that like it's like training a muscle, keeping kind of a gym um, analogy. And, and you need to create new connections in your brain that allow you to have a new response available at some point in, an, in autopilot. So you need to practice, but you need to practice in a specific situation, but often. So small steps, but often enough, that create that new connection, that build that muscle to respond in a different way, and then that will become more natural for you and you won't need to think about it. So that's how it works. It needs to be a change that happens or an action that happens as soon as possible, often enough, but very specific so that you... Don't forget about it. When you say that you will do something new in every situation, then that becomes not doing it at all.
2: We like to think that there's this disembodied authentic self floating around in us somewhere. The reality is is that our actions and this includes, you know, our physical actions, our emotional behavior, our thinking, etc. It's all the manifestation of a physical brain. Okay. So the reason we do things habitually is because our brain develops um, strengthened synaptic connections related to particular behaviors. And when we're faced with circumstances, our brain uses that synaptic wiring to create A function. There's something physical about it. And the more we use it, the more myelinated it becomes. Myelination is kind of like, uh, think of it as the the protein, the fatty protein that wraps around the uh, synapses. You can think of it as the coating on an electrical wire, the rubber insulation coating. And the better that coating is, the faster the signal goes through the wire. The same thing with our brain. When we try to change a behavior, we are literally changing the material of our brain and it doesn't change easily. So in order to think we can just stop doing whatever we're doing and universally apply a new behavior, does not take into account the way that the brain really works. So to Maria Jose's point, we have to pick something small and specific to focus on, because that helps us create new wiring in the brain that then becomes used more unconsciously once it has demonstrated some effectiveness.
1: Yeah, that's a key point, the demonstration of how effective it can be, because it's always like taking a risk. You know, I'll do this because I think it will work. It's only when I see that it does work that I it reinforces my desire to continue applying it. Yes. So it, it is very that feedback is very important.
2: And this is why the awareness to action process is, you know, a cycle, right? We have it on a triangle, but it's a it's it's cyclical. We don't just stop at action, but we go back to awareness and we ask ourselves, okay, well, how did this work? Right? Here's the new very specific behavior. How did it work? Okay, it worked. Great, keep doing it. It worked, but there were some hiccups. Okay, let's explore those. We go back to the authenticity
0: piece, right? Go back to the, ad, refine the action plan. Can we? Get, can you give an example of something either personally or one of the clients that you've worked with where, like, what's that process like? Okay, we've identified the motivating factor, the resistance to change, And here's the action we want to work on. And then how do you keep refining that week after week?
2: So there's a few things. So uh, this is not, but I'll tell you what, I'll give an example on this. So I don't, this just happened. So I don't have a week after week application, but it's fresh in my mind. So let me tell the story. Talking with a guy who, great guy, really skilled at the technical aspects of his job. His interpersonal behaviors are atrocious. So instead of working on changing his interpersonal skills with everybody, I just told him to stop being insulting to the women in the office because there was an element deep down inside of the Southern gentleman in this guy. And I knew he could not argue against being polite to women. Right as a, an appropriate behavior. Whereas there are a lot of ways to rationalize not being polite to men okay, hmm. in, in his mind. So what he will see, and I can predict this, is that when he starts being nicer to the women in the office, and there's only three or four of them, the perception of him will change. And he will start to see, okay, this isn't so bad. I can keep doing this and then he will find himself accidentally being nice to one of the men in the office, right? Because that wiring takes over and the the brain likes to generalize. Okay. This worked. I'm going to do it here. Um, examples you can use You're working with threes and helping them delegate to people. Big fear they have is if I delegate this, it's not going to get done right. It's not going to get done quickly enough. So I'm just going to do it myself. Okay. Let's sit down. Let's pick something very specific that you're going to delegate to a specific person. And then you're going to track the progress of it. And if it goes well, great. Delegate something else to her. Okay. If it doesn't go so well, okay, let's do an analysis. What worked, what didn't? What do we need to tweak in this situation so that if she didn't do it well, she'll be more successful next time? And so, they start to learn, not only do I need to delegate to people, but I need to work on developing them as well. And they start to see, hey, wait a minute, I have extra time, because other people are doing the things that I used to do myself, even though I shouldn't be.
1: Mm-hmm. Another example on, on something very specific, um, working with a nine, and this is my experience with most nines, they have this derailer that we call uh, the it's um, self-deprecation. So in order not to feel arrogant when they are participating in a meeting, sharing their opinions, they tend to uh, say, well, I'm not the smartest in the room. I'm, not, I'm Well, you know more than I do, but, and they say what they have to say. They feel more peaceful in the moment because they are not arrogant in their mind, because they're not... Feeling like um, they're imposing on other people, but then they realize that they're not at peace internally because they're thinking, "Should I say this? Shouldn't I say this?" Oh, they're not considering my opinion, and 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 it, and it doesn't feel peaceful. So, one thing that it's very specific with nine is with nines is to say, "Stop, stop saying those things before you share your opinion." But they resist it because they think that it's arrogant. Once they see that it, they will feel even more peaceful if they share their opinion and they're considered as they think they should be, they stop doing it. And they participate in meetings in a very different way. And it's a very small thing that they do. I don't tell them, talk more. I don't tell them, say that you're great. I don't, it's just stop self-deprecating. And that changes the way they behave in meetings most of the times,
2: yeah, i'll I'll share an example with a five that just came to my mind. Great guy, uh, very likable, but also inscrutable, right? Hard to read. His people never really knew where they stood with him. Even though he you know was very thoughtful about his people, he just didn't know how to show it. He didn't know how to connect to people. So, we gave him the action plan to go out and walk around the office every morning and talk to one person. Okay? So, we started doing this. And the next time I came back, I said, How's it going? He said, Well, it's going well. But, you know, there's a couple of things I find, right? Number one, I don't always know what to talk to them about. Uh, number two, sometimes I get stuck with people. Okay. And I spend 10 minutes talking to somebody I only meant to spend a minute or two with. And, so we start saying okay great let's tweak this a little bit let's refine the action plan here put some parameters on it and also let's work on your disengagement skills okay because that's one of the things he was missing he didn't know how to say to somebody he said hey i'd love to talk more but i got to run you know something like that just didn't occur to him Mm -hmm. okay because he didn't have that skill yet (laughs) So you go by, okay, now that you we've worked on this disengagement now that we have worked on a couple of topics, kind of have, you know, your go-to topics of things to talk to people about, that helped as well because he didn't face that, you know, situation of standing in somebody's cubicle and not knowing what to say to them. All right. We would kind of rehearse some specific topics ahead of time. And then again, it started to become natural, right? Because he practiced it and your brain takes over and your brain starts to do it for you. But it's again. It's always revisiting it and refine the action plan.
0: Well, that was an action packed episode. Um, so, <laughs> thanks, listener, for sticking. Real in original, there. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> wait, now, now I'm insulted. Uh, <laughs> we will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to the Awareness to Action Enneagram Podcast. If you're interested in more information or talking to Mario, MJ, or myself, feel free to reach out to us through the links in the show notes or by emailing info at awarenesstoaction.com. All episode transcriptions and further information can be found at awareness to slash podcast.